my name's Nikki, and I am a dog fanatic. Um, started off pretty innocently enough um, in home in Idaho playing with the dogs. And then we decided to start our own family. Yay, Idaho. Um, <laughs> moved to Seattle, had a family, and decided, you know, we were ready for our first dog. And it wasn't even a husky. It was, it was a hound, the first one. Decided I was going to teach her to skajor. So there I was in the streets of Seattle with my jogging stroller. Gee, ha, on by. And, uh, you know, got some looks, I'm sure. But, you know, in Seattle, everyone's a little uh, odd. So beyond that, we decided to move to Alaska. And one of the dreams that we had was, you know, I was going to take up mushing. And I was going to teach my family to mush. So one dog became two dogs. And at first we were skajoring, you know. And then we got, you know, just a kid-sized sled. Just enough for a couple dogs to pull, not a problem. And uh, really, those first couple dogs, it took some convincing that the sled was for pulling and not pushing. <laughs> but uh, eventually, you know, we decided that we were ready. We were ready for our very first bona fide Alaska sled dog. So if you're in Alaska, where do you get a sled dog? All the big wigs. So very first sled dog, dog number one, the runt of the litter. OK, not a problem. Come on, the B team. Dog number two, you know, she won't really run every day. OK, come on, the B team. Dog number three, hypoglycemic. <laughs> B team. So I now have enough dogs that I can officially go on B dog mushing trails. Pull in to the parking lot, and there's these giant trucks, you know, kennel names written on the side. There's like 20, 30 dogs in each one. And I'm pulling in my Subaru <laughs> with my dogs in the back and my sled lashed to the roof rack. People are nice. My first goal that year is to learn mushing and to not get run over. People are nice. And I, I decide that I'm going to teach my six-year-old to mush. Son, very first rule of dog mushing, hold on to your sled, never let go. Thanks, Mom. So <laughs> he's taken into it. He's, he's liking it. He's having fun. And uh, we finally decide that we're, we're going to expand the team. And we're ready for a couple new two-year-old hotshot sled dogs. The reason their previous owner is getting rid of them is they get tired after the first 100 miles. <laughs> OK, you can try out the B team. <laughs> so off we go. And I, I'm taking them you know, a couple times by myself. I think we have, we have it down. It's a lot more dog power than I'm used to. But I've, I've kind of got the drill down a little bit. And I, I decide I'm going to take my six-year-old with me. So he wants to be in the dog basket, in the little zip-up sled there instead of on the runners with me. He stays warmer there, that's fine. And we're, we're, we're going out, it's about six miles down. And I have to explain here the trail system. The outbound and the inbound trails run parallel but separate in the woods. And there's little connector trails, so you can make you know however long you want the trail to go, so six mile, eight mile, 10 mile, 12 mile. Beyond that is the base, which if you have a pass and are willing to dodge tanks, you can keep going, <laughs> however far you want. So we get out between, just, just past the six-mile loop, and we stop because the dogs are a little tangled in the back. Not a problem, son. Hang tight. So I set the snow hook, which for those of you who need to know, um, it's like an anchor for the sled. So I set the snow hook, be right with you, and uh, go up, untangle the dogs. Not a problem, right? The dogs pop the snow hook. Whoosh, right? And I miss the sled. Uh-huh. So there, there they go. <laughs> and I now realize that I used to have dogs that won't go, and now my dogs won't stop. So um, you know, I'm, I'm running, and I'm yelling, and of course, they're keeping on going, because this is what they do. 
And uh, my son's looking back at me like, Mom, <laughs> suggestions? <laughs> so, you know, you have two, two seconds or so before they go around the corner, and that's your worldly wisdom as a parent. My worldly wisdom, lay down. <laughs> so off they go, and I'm running, and I'm in full parka, full bib, and bunny boots, running in the snow, sprinting. And sled dogs run between, you know, anywhere from 8 to sometimes 15 or 20 miles per hour. So I'm losing. So I get around the corner, they're long gone, and I'm yelling. And as I'm running, I'm calling my husband on the phone, who's still in bed. <laughs> Honey, I just lost our dog and our kid <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> and he's sitting here thinking, okay, so what are the headlines going to look like? Lost one dog, or sorry, one sled, five dogs, and one six-year-old. <laughs> okay, not a problem. I can handle this. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I get up to the part where the trail branches off, and you know you can loop back and make the eight, or you can keep going to the ten. And I can tell from the trail they've kept on going to the ten. It's kind of good news and bad news, right? So it means that if they ever decide to come back, I can maybe catch them. Bad news is I realize that these dogs only stop and get tired after the first hundred miles. <laughs> so I loop back and run backwards on the inbound, hoping that I'm going to run by and see them. And we're getting into 20 minutes, 30 minutes. He's gone as best as I can figure, three to five miles on his own. So I up, get up this hill, which luckily they didn't have to go down. And around the corner, you know, my prayers are answered. And I see the dogs. And I see the sled. And the sled is upright. And there's a boy in the sled, and he's talking. <laughs> moment of just sheer joy. <laughs> Immediately followed by a moment of sheer terror. I have five very strong uh, sled dogs barreling down at me downhill. And I have to get them to stop. So in case you find yourself in the same situation, you have two options. <laughs> option number one, jump on the sled, try not to miss. Option number two, jump on the dogs, try to get them to stop. <laughs> I opted for option number two, jumped on the dogs. They were a little surprised, but they decided not to let him phase them. <laughs> they kept going. <laughs> so I'm in the line, tangled. And I'm losing hats, and I'm losing gloves, and I'm losing everything. And they keep going, 100, 100 feet, 200 feet, and I'm just going and going. And eventually, I figure out that if I wedge myself sideways in the trail and dig in everything I have, I can hold them, but just barely. And I can't move. So at this point, I'm looking to my son. And he is calm, he is collected, and for a kindergartner, this is a big deal, he is listening to directions. <laughs> right? So he unzips the bag, gets out, sets the snow hook, puts the sled on its side in the powder, runs back, gets all my gear, puts it si back inside the sled, tilts the sled back upright, sits on the brakes, and holds it until mom jumps on the sled. Right? Yeah. So we all get together, and I make it back, and I'm holding it together. Not a problem, son. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, you know, remaining miles, we get back to the car. I hook everyone up. I'm calm, and then I lose it. I am coughing. I am crying. I am puking. And my son is looking at me like, what just happened? <laughs> so he's remained incredibly calm, and actually he remains calm to this day. Although I have noticed every time I go out now, he does say, you know, Mom, be, be careful, and, and do remember the very first rule of dog meshing. Always hold on to your sled. 